Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hi. Podcast. My name is Mark. That last voice you just heard is Miles. Hey, Mark. Hi, Miles. Hey. How, how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Right, doing good? Yep. We can alternate cool. when we speak. You don't have to try to catch me when I... Hello. That's Jackie. <laughs> how are you, Jackie? Jackie's amused by her... Uh, I'm amused. ...doubling down on, on this... Uh, we do we, we do the same thing every week yeah but you get into a flow you know it's it's good to have that funny every week no some weeks it's funny and other times it's like whatever mark loves it i don't love mark was just defending it mark's like well you know sometimes you get into (laughs) well you say like we do the same thing every week i don't think it'd be fair if i was like every time we do it we should start differently like no you get into oh you just mean like the actual interrupting thing yeah it's always the same but it's not. Sometimes Miles misses it and has to say hello when I'm done talking. <laughs> okay. Sometimes he tries to nail it right when I say hi. Anyway, it's Mark, Miles, and Jackie. Yes. Here to talk about some goddamn anime. Uh, but we also have a guest this week. We are joined by repeat guest, friend of the pod, Tim. Hello, Tim. Hello. See, I'm waiting. I'm waiting patiently. Yeah, you could have jumped to, in for my turn. Yeah, but you're a guest. You know, you know your place. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> Tim, we have much to talk about because this was your suggestion. Blood Blockade Battlefront is going to be the anime we talk about today. I'm sure you already know this, listener, but we're going to be talking about episodes one, three, and six instead of the usual first few episodes. But also, listen, folks, we're normally a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. It's not just a cute name, although it would work if we started as a podcast that covered whatever, but the problem is we're caught up on JoJo, and so we're branching out. And this week, as I said, we're talking about Blood Blockade Battlefront. Last week, we talked about Dr. Stone, which is about a little green onion leak boy scientist. And Tim is a scientist. And Tim, you told me before we started that you've read all of Dr. Stone, but, <sighs> but you don't love it. This, it's so, like, I didn't even think about it until I, I sat down to listen to the latest step of the pod, to, you know, to warm up to the vibes. And as you started talking about it, it was one of those moments of like, oh, right, like Dr. Stone is like, you know how there's like people who think they know what you like and so they recommend stuff to you and mm. then you watch it and you're like, why would I... What? like <laughs> that's not what happened with dr stone but it feels like the kind of show where that would happen because they'd be like oh this is sciencey tim must love that right like it's that mm-hmm. yeah and like the more i heard you get into it and was like remembering it the more it was like why did i read all of this do you know what one thing i thought about i meant to say it on on last episode something that kind of drove me nuts was i know it, it might be just a figure of speech but I didn't like that he says, I'm 10 billion percent sure, because I don't think you can be more than 100 percent sure of something. So, like, I don't know. I feel like a science nerd person should be like, well, I'm 100 percent sure and nothing more. You know? It's. Or is that wrong? It's everything. Like, I actually found your analysis kind of like accurate in the sense that. Like so many of the points you raised about the inconsistencies, I think it's when Mark, you, when you mentioned the like the Pride of Lions stuff, mm. you're just like, I've watched Discovery and like this isn't how lions be. I don't. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, my my beef 
my beef with that show is like as someone who has studied some chemistry but also some biology it's like you can tell that the science consultant because the manga there's always like a note at the start of each chapter that's like science consultant kurare is like oh i didn't know that yeah they like they have someone who's there to and like a lot of the the as outlandish as everything is like the specific details you can tell are like okay yeah like in theory this is like an etching solution and like you could make that with you know ethanol and nitric acid or whatever right but then like clearly that person is not like a biologist right or like there's a clear like bias toward a certain type of science that comes through very strongly to me and it makes it very strange at times because it's like you want to be this big fancy smart show but then it's also just sometimes the dumbest shit i've seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's like a very I don't know, like a sort of scattershot approach to science. Because, yeah, it's, it, maybe they had a consultant for the specifics, but it feels like it's just sort of like, well, here's a neat fact, and here's another neat fact. Um, but it is also a fantasy. Like, Well, and I, it, it, something that's fun, too, is like, you're a JoJo podcast, right? And like, Araki does this. Like, I remember guesting on shows for part four where I was nitpicking some of this stuff. And like, the difference there is, in jojo it's fun because it doesn't have to be accurate like it doesn't ultimately matter in jojos if the science stuff is kind of but but then like when you make it your brand yeah he is a scientist and then it just then it kind of just feels insulting a little bit so you're saying that moyashimon is respectable because the little microbes do have cute smiley faces and they do make little noises when they bounce around and make yogurt (laughs) yeah just like in real life okay so it's accurate yeah. Okay. Before we get into our gripes about the lack of scientific accuracy of Blood Blockade Battlefront, <laughs> we should first check in with a little place I like to call. Did we get any emails? Our Hell Gmail inbox. You see, what I did was I took one premise and I put Hell in front of it. Okay. This makes sense if you see this week's anime. What I'm saying is if you write an email to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. We will read it on the podcast like we're about to. Uh, This first email is from how did they sign it? Christian. And the subject line is everything is spoiled in the cum room. Hi pals. Greetings from Chicago. Uh, I've been wanting to write this for a while. Going to lead with a huge thank you. Sorry. I'm, I opened this email. Should I not open this email Do and not read open along? This email. Don't read along no. to the email. Okay, got it. I will just listen to your voice. Uh, I'm a latecomer to the JoJo fandom, but successfully finished all of the anime recently. I did take a roundabout, pun intended, way of watching. One, two, three, six, four, five. I now understand all the memes and references on Reddit and Twitter. And isn't that what life is really all about? Fitting in with fellow nerds on social media? My thank you stems from the problem where you have no one to talk to about a show because people have either never heard of it or have already seen it all and you want to avoid spoilers. Your show helped me process and pick up on things episode by episode, and for that I am grateful. In the absence of anime JoJo content, I did start to read the manga, picking up at Steel Ball Run, but I'm running into the issue again where everyone has already read it and I can't Google anything for fear of spoilers. Uh, Another thanks, OTL, because I would have never heard of Manga Dex without you. 
Oh, okay. Here's a, here's a nice little bold line. I had to squeeze this one story in because no one else in my circle understands the gravity of the situation. Contains manga spoilers. I recently cosplayed as Jotaro for an anime convention that came through the city. Uh, a modern, modernized Jotaro. Pick attached. A lot of fun meeting other JoJo fans and did a cosplay meetup. Not sure if you ever attended one of those, but basically someone leads it and announces what groups or characters will have their pictures taken in front of the fancy backdrop. They announce things like all villains, all Jobros, all mm. Jolines and Anasuis. Uh, and I managed to get a part of the manga, one of the arcs after part six, spoiled for me when the category was everyone who has died in the series oh. and wondered why certain people were posing for the picture. Uh, I'm not reading <laughs> who the character actually is because Miles and Jackie have not read the manga. Son of a bitch. Anyway, a ton of thanks and hope all is well. P.S. Listening to strangers talk to me about an anime involving a mob boss with dissociative identity disorder that takes place in Italy where everyone speaks Japanese makes me horny. And yeah, they have a picture attached. Can I open the picture? You can open the picture. Try not to read. <laughs> Pretty good cool. cosplay. Yeah, it works. It doesn't have all of the bells and whistles, but, you know, you don't want to go through all that trouble. It looks fun. You couldn't possibly have all the bells and whistles. You Well, yeah, but this is just a nice thing where, like, if you just take off the belt and maybe, like defabulatize the hat then you just look like a regular person as opposed to all the other cosplayers who I think get the, arrested the facial expression helps too yeah it's a it's good a glare good, it's a good yeah that's it it's part of the costume yeah so Miles and Jackie I will be permanently deleting this email I'm kidding I won't oh my god but don't look at it we'll I'm, read it in what five years like eight years seven years Probably fucking eight years. Especially if the... By the time our, our children inherit this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wowie. Uh, Miles, can you read this one from Chad? Okay, this email is from Chad. Subject line is, Hell Salem's Lot still seems like a better place than 1970s New York City. I'm walking here. Aloha, JJB Padohana. Let's take a look with the all-seeing eyes of God at the JoJo voice connections for Blood Blockade Battlefront. Protagonist Leonardo Watch is voiced by Daisuke Yamaguchi, who also voiced Part 5 enemy stand user Carne, stand name Notorious Big. Leonardo's little sister Michela Watch is voiced by Nana Mizuki, who also voiced the 2007 movie version of Erina. Libra leader Klaus von Reinhetz is voiced by Rikia Koyama, who also voiced the 2007 movie version of Will A. Zeppeli. Klaus's eye-patched butler Gilbert F. Altstein is voiced by Banjo Ginja, who also voiced the TV version of Part 3 enemy stand user Daniel J. Darby, stand name Osiris. Mysterious Girl Ghost White is voiced by Ria Kugimiya, who also voiced the plucky Part 3 non-ghost stowaway Anne. Mm. Forgot about Anne. Nej, the weird little mushroom-looking kid with a seeming affinity for getting hit by trucks and asking Leonardo for hamburgers is voiced by Ikue Otani, who also voiced Part 3 enemy stand user Manish Boy, stand name Death 13, and Part 6 
the strange green baby, stand name Green Green Grass at Home, Martin, the skinnier, fair-skinned delivery driver that hit Nej with her truck, is voiced by Yuki Kaji, who also voiced Part 4 and Part 5, Joe Bro, and genuine short king Koichi. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed their visit to Hell Salem's Lot and didn't get any of their stuff pilfered by any Sonic Speed Monkeys. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I love anime that have their characters dancing in their opening or ending like this one. Any of the hosts fan of this on-again, off-again trend? If so, any favorites for me... Besides Blood Blockade Battlefront, I really like the Jujutsu Kaisen first ending. PPS, after Jackie mentioned the other week that Mark loves animals, I have to re-recommend <laughs> one of my favorite shows from recent years, Heaven's Design Team. The premise is that God has just finished making the Earth and wants to get some additional input in filling it with creatures, so he outsources it to a design firm to come up with animals to populate the planet based on his recommendations slash challenges. It's funny and light, plus you will learn some very interesting facts about animals along the way. It's on Crunchyroll, and Chad has attached a trailer for you, Mark. Okay. Do you guys want to all not watch it and just watch me watch it? No. See me go, hmm, cute. I remember the Jujutsu Kaisen one. That was a memorable one. I like the dancing. Dancing's good. Yeah, why not? If you drew them, make them have fun, even if they don't normally have fun, you know? Mortal enemies dancing together. How nice. Sometimes for, sometimes it's sad dancing, though. When does that? Like uh, Gundam Witch for Mercury's second season ending has some... It's a great ending. Are they just waltzing off into space Ooh. with no, no masks? It's... Uh, you'll, you'll eventually probably have someone ask you to watch that one. I won't spoil it. Okay. Thank you for not spoiling it. It's kind of I I'm trying to like that's I, that's part of why I thought of that is like, it's just the most recent one I can think of that does it. This is like the big one. Like the ending theme for this show is like consistently one of the most popular karaoke songs. Really? For like years and years, yeah. That's weird cuz I I don't really remember the ending but I really enjoyed the opening. I know it was already a popular song by Bump of Chicken. Uh yeah. one of the worst band names of all time. Oh, it sounds like you're gonna disagree. S- you're gonna <laughs> s- you're gonna snort like a little pile of chicken, you know, like doing a bump. Yeah, oh, okay. before you get out of here, like a little like a little chicken flavor ramen packet. Yeah, that's a bump of chicken when you pour that yeah. on your hand and snort it. Um, Chop it up with the dollar bill. The thing that amazed me when I looked up bump of chicken, uh, the thing that I've never seen before because I've looked up a lot of bands on Wikipedia. From what I can tell, since 1994. They have never lost or added any members. It is the same four dudes this entire time, like 30 years. Wow. That's so weird. There are some bands that change members so much that the current lineup has none of the original members. It's great. But yeah, Bump of Chicken is, despite all the bumps in the road, they're still doing their chicken lines. Uh, but yeah, I really like the opening. It's good. The ending I'll have to revisit if people I love singing it. Also, really like the op- like I I the opening is a karaoke staple for me, but the ending is the one that like really took off. I think partly because of the animation. Mm. But yeah, you'll Dan. hear it like if you buy a rhythm game from like the past ten years or something, right? One of okay. those anime rhythm games, like a lot of them will have that. Maybe I should have recognized it. Uh, as far as like dancing stuff, I am, yeah, I am also a fan of the trend. I think like they do a little bit of it in Azumanga's opening. Maybe I'm just thinking of when they're all like sort of 
flagellating? No, that's not the term. <laughs> and they're all flailing? flailing. They're all kind of flailing like a big flag. They're just waving around together during the fua fua line. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, characters should dance. I think it's also. I, I kind of think maybe more anime should have Galactic Heroes style, where it's just them rotating in space with no context. I, I have decided Ooh, that is very fun. Big spinning heads. Yeah. Um, Jackie, uh, can you think of any? Dan- dancing uh, credits. Do they do it in Haruhi? Yes, that's the big one. Do they do during which? Uh... Hare Hare Yukai. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, and they did like that. That whole dance became like a viral thingy. People know that dance. Yeah, like my college roommate learned that dance for his high school Japanese class. Aww. That's like sick, but also it's <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine like. I feel so bad in general like there was ranges of like sort of like to you know people taking Japanese and of course all of us were like I'm not that weirdo (laughs) but I just feel bad for like the one person who's like well I really like insert normie thing about Japan like they really like uh, baseball from Japan or like like something that's not like anime to just have to go to yeah they're really into street (laughs) racing and they're like I'm gonna take Japanese or I'm gonna go into business and then they just no, have to watch like reasonably somebody. priced vehicles. Well, no, I mean you can. So they have high end sports cars, not that high end. There was one kid in our class who was actually like of Japanese descent. Yeah, I believe, but and he only didn't. One kid that I know of. Oh yeah. yeah, there was only yeah the one kid. Everybody else was an anime dork or whatever, but um, everyone else was a weeb. But um, <laughs> there was one kid who that's why he was learning, and poor guy had to be among all the. All the weebs just had to watch kids do anime dances and stuff. <laughs> Fortunate, fortunately for me, or maybe fatally for me, my Japanese friend in high school—he was half Japanese and like he could speak it—and he was the one who like introduced me to JoJo and like a bunch of other stuff. So that's cool. I met I met an actual nerd who corrupted me. Yeah, he also introduced me to Haruhi. Come to think of it, that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> the beginning of the end. Oh boy, so fatalistic. Uh, that was the first domino that led you here tonight. He may, you know what? Also, maybe watch Lucky Star, another show that has a, a famous dancing ending. Ah, uh, does it? I don't know. Yeah, the little cheerleading. The or is that the opening? I don't even remember. The, the opening is the I buy sausage. I buy sausage. <laughs> oh, I, I know I buy sausage. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I refuse to learn the actual words. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lucky Star is one of those ones where like. I can't tell if I'd revisit it. Would I be like, how did I watch this? Or would I be like, I get more references now. I don't know. Did you like it when you watched it? Did you? I watched it. I I liked it. Yeah. Okay. And it was also what everyone else was watching. So I was like, oh, I understand people. Like I watched it right after Haruhi. It was one of those like, oh, you liked Haruhi. You gotta watch this. And I watched Mm. it. I was like, why would I like, like what? What's the appeal here? I just like nodding my head and going, oh, haha, I get it. That's what I like doing. So Lucky Star helped with that. Do you eat the chocolate cornet from the from the chocolate end or from the pointy end? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's one of those things like that show in Zetsubo Sensei where they like refer to some specific everyday life thing in Japan, and I'm like, ha ha ha, what the fuck is this? What are oh, they talking about? And then and then I was a sicko for Zetsubo Sensei. So yeah, I think I watched three seasons. Dorks, two thousands anime dorks. Okay. <laughs> All right, those were emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Um, 
Folks, we have a Patreon. You can support the show for even as little as $1 a month if you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. For $3 a month, we will say thank you and name you out loud on the podcast like we will in a few minutes. Because I also want to tell you that for a one-month, one-time payment of 15 bucks, we will watch up to three episodes or a same-length movie, basically. We'll, like, we'll give you like 90 minutes uh, of an anime of your choosing. So basically, you sponsor an episode of the podcast. We will watch your stupid idea, your silly little anime. Watch someone be like, Lucky Star. And I'm paying you $100 to watch it all. Uh, but yeah, you can make us watch uh, an anime of your choosing. If you go through our back catalog between parts five and three and six, whatever. The last few breaks we've had, we've been watching what people tell us to watch for the most part. Uh, with mixed results. <laughs> Some of them we really like. Other times we go, that was fine. So find out. You can't buy our opinion. That's true. <laughs> well... We haven't we haven't set up that tier yet. <laughs> you spend twenty five hundred bucks and we go. I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping I'm dropping two hundred now to make you go back and like Land of the Lustrous. I think Jackie liked it. I liked it. You already saw it though. Even I think right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jackie's the opinion I care about. So thank you. You're the one who recommended it to me. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> I probably. I'm. I I'm right. Not. That's if if people in my life who would not come across that show have come across it. It's. Almost certainly because of me. <laughs> Planting seeds. Yeah, and are they... That's is, biology. <laughs> is that orange, by the way, that did Land yes. of Lustrous? And now this is sort of coming full circle because they did the latest Trigun, which is a manga written by the same guy who wrote Blood Blockade Battlefront. Oh, really? What? God, I didn't do my homework. I yep. somehow didn't realize that. Yep, yep. But before we talk about Yasuhiro Naito, or no, is it... Fuck, his last Wait, name is Naito. He also did what? Trigun. Oh. And this, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. We should, this is now the part where we say thank you to everyone who pledged $3 or more for, well, who is currently doing that? <laughs> like, not the last month. I don't know. We're going to say thank you to everybody who gives us money. Not everybody. Not, not everyone. Not the $1. Not everyone. So thank you, Chad. Christian. Tim, thanks, Tim. Hey, Tim. Uh, Austin. Mirror Man. <laughs> Nocturnal. Bloof. Katie. Jumbo. Lord Zendar. Kasoon. Soliloquy. Dalton. Daniel. I love Jojo. Woo woo. Hentai Homie. Matt. Shoon. And Clit Rocket. Hooray. Yay. Thank you all so much, all of you. Freaking pervert. And Chad. <laughs> it still ends with Chad. <laughs> Chad gets the bookmark, uh, bookends treatment. I don't know why, but I love Mirror Man. Mirror Man. It's such a terrible Netflix USA stand name. And, <laughs> and there's competition. We all know it. Mirror Man. Mirror Man. Boy, man, man. <laughs> Etc. Boys to men, I get it. Cry, cry, dolls. Just stupid. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about BBB. I'm taking my socks off. Okay. Ooh, good call. Be right back. <laughs> 
Okay, we are back to talk about Blood Welcome Blockade back. Battlefront, BBB, uh, which when I saw that kanji and saw the name Blood, I was like, hmm, this seems like a mouthful. But the Japanese name for this show or manga is Kekai Sensen. It's actually really easy to say, Kekai hmm. Sensen, which means Bloodline Battlefront. Way easier to say that. I don't know why they made it hard. Yeah. But it is an. I an- think it's a, it, it, it's a pun, right? Kekai Sensen is something. There's got to be some. I mean, maybe, but I don't speak this goddamn language. I just took two years of it. I I barely know what these characters mean. Interesting. I mean, yeah, because I I know blood is chi only. I don't know how it becomes kek or whatever. I don't know how that happens. Um, it's like it's like the the kyuketsuki no ke, right? I don't know what that means. Vampire. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't know Vampire, I guess. All right, we're watching Kizumonogatari. I'm going to drop three movies. Oh, God. 100, 100 bucks on the... Pit. Okay, anyway, keep going. Uh, <laughs> this is a spring 2015 anime by Bones. Bones has done shows, little shows you may have heard of, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Mob Psycho, the Cowboy Bebop movie, etc. Uh, spring 2015 has some top animes I have not really remembered not heard of like uh food wars shokugeki no soma is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon the longest i i remember that one but seraph of the end i don't know what that is plastic memories i think people like that um but yeah that is when it came out uh yeah and this is based on a manga that has been running from pretty much from 2009 to 2015 uh 10 volumes and is by yasuhiro naito who also wrote the trigon manga uh and he wrote the characters i don't know if he wrote the game but he wrote for the game gungrave that eventually became an anime as well but yeah he's uh yeah he's had a few few of his works adapted recently with the new trigon coming out last year and this anime only a few years prior. I don't know. I don't know if eight years prior counts, but that's not that close. Uh, but yeah. Tim, why did you choose Blood Blockade Battlefront for us podcasters? I just, I, it's one of those shows I remember watching when it came out. I really liked it and nobody talked about it. And mm. I had one of those, like, was I wrong? Like, was it any good? Because um, there's something something that's interesting about the show is it's one of the few shows directed by, I believe it's... Yeah, a woman. Yeah. Um, Rie Matsumoto. Is oh, you'd like, like to, not, oh, you'd like to name her? Wow, I'm an idiot. I mean, like, well, I'm on the wiki page because I knew yeah, this yeah. was going to come up. But, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, she had actually done one of my favorite shows, Kyoso Giga. I don't know if you've had that or watch that or it's a, another one of these sort of like kind of niche shows um and like prior to that apparently did a lot of like pre-cured stuff so just kind of this interesting like well reputed but not super prolific director um and so like when this show would come up it would sort of be like people who are like more on the snobby end of stuff hmm if that makes sense, be snobby or not. But like, you know, it was one of those like, okay, maybe this is just obscure. And like, so I rewatched it earlier this year. And while I was doing that, I was like, you know what? This is like 
this is one of those shows where like if you just picked and watched three episodes you'd kind of get the vibe of it and like it would be a fun a fun one for a pod so i figured i'd throw it your way and see what you thought that makes sense and i can kind of see where it might not work for most people because the first episode really shows how dense the, the lore is how built up the world is i don't mm-hmm. think crunchy's subtitles were very good Jackie and I kept yeah, having to rewind. It was confusing. To be like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Similar to Trigon, I, it definitely pulls me in because it's like, here's a real world trope you're kind of familiar with, right? Like gritty New York City underground, you know, crime stuff. I like that it takes place in New York City. It, yeah, but it's kind of not. Yeah. And then Trigon is also like, you know, Westerns, but here's a bunch of other world plants and big ass guns and shit. Um, but the first episode hits you with a lot of terminology, a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters. A, a lot, lot of dialogue in general. A lot of, of general. Like, fancy names for these characters, too. Yeah. They all got, like, main character names. <laughs> I like Zap Renfro. God, that guy. <laughs> good name. It's like an awful mixture. person. Zap Renfro's like a good baseball name. Zap Renfro. It's a good, like, it's like a mixture of Zap from Zap and Roger and Brad Renfro. I don't know. Um... Zap Zap Brannigan? I don't know. Um, Zap Brannigan from Futurama? Yes. Oh, it's Futurama, right. I thought it was Simpsons, but mm-hmm. you're right. Um, yeah. So it's like in not New York City, the plot is like, what if a not hell, Crunchyroll's like preview text says it's hell, but they never refer to it as such. It's the alter world. Yeah, and is wait, what is it that they call Hell Salem's Lot? They call it Hell Salem's Lot. That's the place, right? The whole place? Right. Yep. It used to be New York City. Yeah. I don't know if they're saying... AKA the Big Apple, ever heard of it? Yeah. They could have used Hell's Kitchen, because Hell Yeah. It. But I guess now it's the whole it's the whole house is Hell, not just the kitchen. It's just interesting that it's like, well, it's not Salem's Lot, which is a Stephen King story and eventually movie. Also, every time they say Hell Salem's Lot, like Salem's Lot, I think of the Eight Mile lyric. Mom, I love you, but this trailer's got to go. I cannot grow old in Salem's Lot. So here I go. Uh, my right, shot. right, right. Fate fail me not. I think of it as just a Stephen King short story. I don't think it's a full I novel. I never heard of the Stephen King story. Well. I've never heard of either of these references. <laughs> you've, everybody knows eight the Eight Mile you know about song. Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> Everybody knows this song. Oh, it's that? Oh, it's that? It's Knees the Mom's weak, Spaghetti. Arms are heavy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that song. Maybe you only heard the edit where they make every lyric Mom's Spaghetti. His <laughs> <laughs> um, Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> oh, Sal- Salem's Lot is a horror novel. Uh. Um, But yeah, it used to... Okay, so there's a real town in Maine called Jerusalem's Lot, but it's like... Hell L- lose yourself lot. is the name of the song. Yes. Sorry. That's a, it's not eight miles. It. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, lose okay yeah. It's called Hell Lose Yourself. It's just so funny that he takes like an existing like horror setting and then just puts hell in front of it. And I mean, it, it makes sense that like when you put put it into the Japanese phonetic character set, like they don't know that necessarily. Like they have to think and like do some translation work to to put put that put that together. To them, it's just Herusarum. They're not sure what that means. Mm. But for me, I'm immediately like, you just shoved the word hell in front of another thing. But whatever. It's Do, do they like imply that like all of New York City was leveled? Well, where do you, where, wait, where do you think they got hell, hell, uh, Salem, hell Salem from? They took Salem's lot 
and just put the word hell in front. Do you think it's specifically referencing the Stephen's, Stephen King thing? Um, I don't know what else it would be. Okay. Because I think there, I mean, I, if it's in this, if it's in Lose Yourself, then it, there must be places called Salem's Lot, you know? No, I don't think so. I think he might be referencing the, the movie. I don't think he is. First, well, first Google results is Stephen King. And there's a miniseries. Yeah, because technically it's the it's the town Jerusalem's lot. This yeah. Salem's lot's vampire related is what I'm getting, which is that checks out. That's probably the reference. Mm. And they do. If you're curious about exactly what happened in this season two, I started a rewatch of, and they actually have a little bit of origin stuff. Oh, you mean out. season two of Blood Blockade? Blood Blockade Battlefront and beyond. Oh, okay. Yeah. About partway through episode one, I thought to myself, men in blockade. Because this feels a bit like an anime, a shonen anime, men in black. Mm. You know? Except oh. the aliens are hidden in men in black where they're not here. But, you know, it's kind of similar. I didn't get that vibe. Maybe episode one. Episode one was the only one of these three that I felt like had that like, oh, we've got this mission to eliminate crime kind of thing. Like, otherwise it was much more episodic than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, that Tim, it seems like you picked episodes that were supposed to be more a la carte for that reason, right? And a lot of, well, so the interesting thing about this this series too is like if you're only going to watch three, it's kind of hard to get any of the through line plot because the way it's directed, it basically comes at the end of each episode. You get a little snippet between Leo and White, the, the girl in the hospital. And I don't remember exactly how much of that happens in the three episodes I picked. I picked kind of three that I thought were like episode three we'll get to. I think that one is sometimes where people either are really on board or get kind of lost. They're like not as into it. Um, but I wanted to give you a kind of slice of the different, the different styles of episode that the show tends to do. I liked it, um, and I, I think that episode one was my least favorite of the three. It, it's hard. I think a lot of people bounced off of it because it's kind of chaotic. I loved it, but I also am a sicko for... I mean, if you ever watch Kyoso Giga, I think it's part of that director's style to kind of throw you in like that. They really don't hold your hand on things either. Like It took me a while to realize in that chess episode mm-hmm. that they were playing in a dimension where time moved differently at a different pace. Oh, because I was like, are they just I mean, I know that she is burning a lot of cigarettes, but I'm like, they're not standing there for 99 hours waiting mm-hmm. or even nine hours for that Russian guy. Right. She does go through a lot of cigs, though, but not 99 hours of cigs. I don't think I don't smoke. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there like, would be a lot of cigs. Guess it depends on how addicted you are. Right. Yeah. Maybe you're like every Friday. I have <laughs> I, I, every Friday I have eight cigarettes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, just again, I think that part of it for Jackie and I was they do this like computer view where they type out like some world building stuff to like, this is the secret society Libra. I'm not going to call it Libra. I can't do that. Uh, and so like they have text on the screen being typed. And at the same time, they also have a voiceover. And they show the subtitles at the exact same time. They shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, they like both are scrolling at the same time. What they should do is they should subtitle the 
like the what you read on the screen that should just be all there at once the text that's on screen the text that's on screen should just have the translation and then the subtitle should be there because the usually because um you see the text first for a few seconds which gives you enough time to read and then you see the um uh subtitle but what they actually do in this in uh what they how they actually sub it is they'll what they're saying is on the bottom scrolling and then what it what the text says is scrolling on the top. So I have to like, I can't read two things scrolling at the same time. You know, I, think I almost had it once, <laughs> it, but yeah, both times. In, I also just, yeah, I, kept I could trying try, to but it would just make confused. me too mad to do it. Like I'd be I'd, halfway through. I'd just be like, I'm angry at this. Like, <laughs> and then I, 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 I think and then even, I even if they took your approach, I don't think it would work either. I think it's just too much to read. Well, there's a, a delay, but, but between seeing the text and, hearing the audio so the subtitles come in after the text is already on screen oh so you could speed read the computer screen text yes and then listen and read the subtitles yeah. okay yeah i don't remember I it uh but yeah they do things like that which even at, it, it, as a native speaker or at least in you English, could pause it and read that first and then read the rest well, yeah, instead good, of having point. to go back twice you know that's a good point but yeah even as an english speaker if you spoke english and and if you spoke english and had me read different words on the screen at the same time i'd be like what the fuck um, that would be doable. Not something. Miles, how did you fare with that stuff? Did you just did your eyes just glaze over? Yeah, like I did. Um, I did my best to like dart back and forth, but I think at the end I was just like, I don't need to know this. Okay, I don't think I did end up needing to know it. No, like, I think that's the right. Yeah, I think at that point it's uh, part of the bit is that they're throwing a bunch of stuff at you and they don't actually expect you to retain it. Yeah, it's okay, like well, the Eva techno babble. Did you ever watch? Did anyone ever make you watch Bakemonogatari? Yes, we saw it, some episodes. That, that, that to me is like the similar kind of thing where they'll they'll have a bunch of like flashes of text, right? And like that's a very no shaft one is thing realistic. too. Yeah, Shaft is like we made stuff out of yarn that you have to look at, and uh, we're gonna put way too much text for you to read. But when you're a 2006 weeb and you're watching Zetsubo Sensei, <laughs> you're you're at your terrible computer. You can hit pause and read it all oh god yeah anyway um but yeah episode one sets the stage it is i don't know if we can do beat by beat in part because i don't even i don't know that i could tell you everything i didn't take a whole lot of notes we can talk generally about episode one and then generally about episode three etc so episode one introduces you to um leonardo watch yep um he has a sister yes. named Michela. They say it like Michela. Well, the English but it's like said Mich- Michela and the Japanese said Michela. Like Michela. 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 Her yeah. name should probably be either Michelle or Michaela. We got to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not we, but it's, you know. It, it, Michaela does sound more right, huh? Yeah. Well, she's in a wheelchair. Um, he's writing her a letter in the beginning. Yeah, that's he, like the frame story for this whole show, I guess. Is that? Oh yeah, the is, whole story is him. Is she's just reading his letter? Yeah, he's being like, "Let me tell you about some shit." Yeah. So we find out that he, like it kind of it kind of sets up the world where he's in New York, but it's not New York. Well, everything you just said before, I'm not going to repeat all of it. Well, basically, the, the city, <laughs> the city. I don't know. Again, if all of it or part of it, the city gets destroyed or merged with like a gate opens and a bunch of like these hellish 
weirdo alien creatures which are is now like part of the city not that different from new york today how dare you <laughs> uh and also more importantly the city is totally like sequestered from the rest of the world because it is enveloped with a fog um mm. and there's like some border border neighborhoods which I, th- I think ghetto heights was one of them which is a very funny name <laughs> to call part of a city uh but yeah it's this it's this like what do you think that corresponds to like maybe Washington Heights? Well, that's that's still Manhattan. I don't know. It could be. It's it's pretty far up there. Um, it's pretty far up there. Do you think it the mushroom cloud contains the outer boroughs? Uh, like is Staten Island part of this? I oh well, Staten Island. I well, it's pretty far down there actually. Good question. Because if Staten Island is part of it, then you have to put in like Sandy Hook and like Red Bank, like a big part of New Jersey. If it's a circle, yeah. Be some crazy aliens hanging out on the boardwalk. Jersey Shore. The aliens like at at Atlantic City. Yeah. Let's see if aliens can shoot all those BBs to break the star on the the, boardwalk. You know what I mean? What's the New York? This is also why I recommended the show to you all. This is perfect. Thank (laughs) you. What's the New York Atlantic City called? (laughs) Oh, Coney Island? I think it's just Manhattan because they're pretty close to the Statue of Liberty, which is in Jersey City. Like they'd have to be in Jersey City. Um, and they're not enveloped in fog. Wait. I thought the Statue of Liberty is New York's property, though. It is, but from where they're standing... Oh, okay. I think that's Liberty State Park in Jersey City, New Jersey. Interesting. Okay, so... So I think, like, the perimeter, if it was wide enough to encompass Brooklyn and Queens, it would have to also encompass New Jersey. But then if it's a circle, then either it's shifted to the east and picking up a lot of Long Island. Do we know it's a circle? And not New Jersey. Do we know if, it's a circle? It could be a Manhattan-shaped gate, but that is super <laughs> weird that, like, what, the border world opened a gate that just took the main city island? I don't know. It is an island, so I guess... I think it's the island of Manhattan. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, so Leonardo, he frequents this bar where he uh can't afford I, I i don't know it looked like a bar to me but i guess he was just it's like a coffee. diner it's a diner okay well, yeah. it looked like a little bar well it says diane's i think okay. something he orders coffee a monkey a supersonic monkey that's right tries to steal his what does he steal his wallet his camera his camera, his camera. oh right we learned that leonardo is a apprentice reporter yeah, I guess intern would be what we'd say. Yeah, maybe apprentice is just the t- subtitles being shitty. He's like a freelance photographer, basically. Yeah. He's Peter Parker. Um, So he goes and he chases after this monkey that he's not supposed to see because it's too fast, like Sonic the mm-hmm. Hedgehog, a different supersonic animal. Mm-hmm. i'm not even looking on my notes anymore i'm just remembering things um oh oh and so yeah as he's chasing this monkey he runs into the uh, the guy from libra who confuses him for someone named johnny johnny landis not johnny joestar that's right uh yeah uh tim who's the or, or miles who's the character that that has the darker skin and the white hair. Who's the, who's the character that that, that mistakes him? I wrote I, Zap. That's Red that Zap. Uh, okay, I called him Storm in this because he has oh. the darker skin <laughs> and, the, and the white hair. Gender so just, swap Storm. So I just called him Storm. 
and that, i feel like that's a trope too like that look is a trope like yeah. the dark skin oh, and then yeah. everything else has to be light like the light hair or light eyes they like love white contrast. eyes or whatever yeah i didn't see what color his eyes were but i just know that that's the trope oh yeah i don't remember my well, my transit agency, my local transit agency, just released a set of anime mascots, and one of them is brown skin and white hair. That is a mm. yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. On the way, you know, he's chasing this monkey, and uh, there's also some weird alien who has like a rocket launcher arm, and it just fires a bunch of rockets that that blow up a building, and that's that's when he gets then picked up. Uh, I think if it, I don't remember if it's on the way or if it's during like another montage, but we also see the black cat from Trigun, which <laughs> really? again, that was to me, I was oh. like, oh, look, it's the thing. Because in Trigun, that black cat is somewhere in every episode in the original series. I don't know about the new one. Um, I didn't. I don't think I saw in the new one. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And there's all there's other Trigun references like there's a love and peace reference, which I mean, oh. maybe love and peace is not a specific Trigun phrase. I don't remember all the posing Vash does, but it looks like a pretty overt Trigon reference. Um, oh, yeah. When his stomach growls, by the way, in the diner, mm-hmm. it sounded like he shit his pants. <laughs> okay. That's what <laughs> I you. thought. That specific growl, I was like, he just shit himself. This is cool. I like this anime. <laughs> you, oh, that was your reaction. You're like, good stuff. Coffee is, yeah. you, coffee will do that. Yeah. If you're only drinking coffee and not eating food, I might have one. Yeah, that's a good point. Point, so he's guys. he's not getting any money from his Peter Parker. <laughs> really smart analysis. <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome, Miles. <laughs> there is if you if you are interested in this, there is an episode later in the season that is just about if, if, trying to find a place to eat and never finding it that is relevant to this discussion. So I like anyway. it. Anyway, we're introduced to the Libras. Um they're basically what do they call them? I wrote down that they were X Men, but that's not what they're called here. They're like superhuman or something. Superhuman they're... agents. Okay. That are investigating. They say supermen in the subtitles, which uh-huh. I take issue with as an ally. Yeah, there is a lady later on too, so it isn't just men's. Uh, There's well, multiple ladies. One of them, Klaus. Oh yeah. Klaus looks like Wolverine. Yeah, we got, he does. We got one that looks like Storm. Oh, I thought he looked like Beast. Uh, yeah, well, I, still, I, I, still an X Men, <laughs> and uh, that one, uh, that one woman chain looks like gender swapped Wolfwood from Trigun. By the way, I just want to put that out there. Mm. Am I right, Tim, or am I right? I mean, now that you say it, yes. But man, I just love. I do like both of those characters. Cha- I love yeah. Chain. So I like much. Chain. So from what I've seen of, of her so far, I do like her. Um, there is a a man on the television named Fempt. This name is who, weird for a few who reasons. Who starts some kind of game uh, with demons that are split in half that need to find each other before you you need to find something. The subtitles remember. actually shit their pants yeah. for this this part. <laughs> but I just want to say that Fempt, it, it, that's so close to Femto, the bad guy from Berserk. Uh, just, sorry. I don't know. To me, I was like, how can you do that? Femto is it's the. Like you dropped a mug. I mean, it is Femto. I mean, the the Japanese is fem, Femto. Like. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like an extra O in one of them. I don't know. Uh, Miles, what did you say about a mug? What are you talking about? Like it's just a random collection of letters. Like yeah. Femt. Yeah. It, it feels like you, yeah you it's you swat a, a fly on your keyboard. It's a lot of wow. consonants. Yeah. Femt is only five foot six. 
What? He looks like a he. Yeah, he's he's apparently only five six. Okay, short king. Short king. Although that's that's technically average, I think. Um, we get short uh, king of depravity. Yeah, it's like slightly shorter than me. <laughs> Good job. You being can also be a short miles. king, Miles. Wait, should I establish it as canon that I'm six four? No, you podcast? can't do that. <laughs> it's okay. too late. The secret's out. I mean, there's a okay. <laughs> um. Something about yeah, Empt. this character basically comes on while while they're realizing that the main character Leonardo is not Johnny Landis because Johnny Landis is an alien guy whose face is exactly Leonardo's but upside down, <laughs> which is very funny. They like rotate a photo because this kid has goggles around his, like hanging around his neck, but the alien, I guess, those are his eyes. So while they're kind of talking about it and the kid's like, yeah, I'm not actually who you're looking for, but I, I need your help because I'm investigating the underworld. They get interrupted by Femt, who's like, hey, it's it's me and I'm holding the city hostage, kind of. Uh, basically, a gate, they show on TV, or like, I'm sorry, before he comes on and hijacks the TV, they show a news report of that alien that fired rockets earlier that like something shoots out of his back and this like hologram appears with like a double-edged sword and just cuts a bunch of people in half and they're like this looks like the work of and then Femt shows up and goes hey um we're gonna play a game you have to find uh the other gate because there was a gate that popped out of that guy's back but there's another gate somewhere that has the other half of that demon that cut everything in half and if they get together, things are going to be bad. But like the English subtitle said something like, if you find the, uh, it was like the gate paired with the robber. Yeah. And I was like, who's a robber? Because we just saw that guy fire a bunch of rockets. We didn't see him robbing anything. I don't know. Miles, were you confused by this? Yes, I didn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, had to, we, we, we played it. Uh, we replayed it. We played it once. We played it a second time. I was like, "Well, why don't we replay it in English?" And then when we well, played with the it dub, yeah, with yeah, it, with the with the English dub, and the with the English dub is when we were like, "Oh, this is completely different," but also it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, the dub was where he said like, "There's another like there's a demon that's split in half, and if they get together, yeah." The subtitle did not really explain that very well. I didn't know who the robber was. Didn't know. I didn't exactly know what a gate was. Because it looked like a hologram to me. It didn't look like a demon that's kind of coming through a gate. And then while they're watching this, some the same sort of thing that happened to that robber happens near near them. The X-Men, the Libra, uh, and the building they're in gets cut in half. But they're all fine, I think. Uh, and this whole thing happens where they got to figure out where the gate is and... We build up Leonardo's backstory more where it turns out that he has these like all-seeing, I'm not going to call them Shinigami eyes, I promise. Mm -hmm. He has these super powerful demon eyes because when they were looking at the Statue of Liberty, a big-ass demon appeared. With his sister and his parents. Yeah, he was on a family field trip and some big-ass demon for fun, I guess, was like, hey, one of you has to bear witness to the awful demon world and... I, did the demon say like and and one of you has to lose your sight because his sister volunteers uh, I don't think so it was very unclear to me what the exchange was but it seems to be that she gave up her eyes so that he would get these cool demon eyes that is correct but it's weird because I think that Tim this is kind of where the directing style comes in because they're jumping between Leonardo telling this story to his new compadres 
and the actual events. And so it's kind of confusing because it seems like they're filling in like, oh, so there was an exchange, but we don't see the demon offer this. We just see his sister go, take mine or whatever. She says, take it from me. The main character just freezes and can't say he's a coward. Yeah, I mean, they do. They do. And there's cinematic parallels later. I mean, there's a whole thing, right? Like a lot of it is they're piecing. They're piecing a lot of this together slowly over the course of the first season which is weird because everyone who knows the details is there but yeah they sort of jump back and forth for fun for style um so he has magic eyes and so they ask him to join libra oh you know what i i forget like were they on the field trip because it was something where he like or is he going to there's some reason where he's like my parents just can't take it anymore he says he specifies he says that his sister was born disabled yeah, That's but also like something he says, she seems like she's maybe a teenager, maybe a, I don't know. I'm just I'm sorry, but like I feel like by this point, it's still a disability. But is it really like your parents are like I just can't take it anymore? I don't know. I I shouldn't really speculate on this too much, but I feel like oh yeah, that's right. What did he say about the parents? I don't remember. Like I I don't know. It just seemed like it was really still weighing. Oh, that's on them, right. But... That's right. Right. That's right. The reason why they went on this field trip was to it was something that was going to cure her potentially. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess just to me, it's sort of like, it's a disability, but it shouldn't, like, wouldn't everyone have adjusted to it by now? Like, the family wouldn't be like, we're desperate for a cure. It's just more like, we need money to get, like, you know, a van that can accommodate a wheelchair or something yeah. to build a ramp outside the house or things like that. But the idea of, like, I just can't take it anymore. Like, I don't know. She can get around and yeah. stuff. There's, I don't know. There's just some disabilities out there. That are like extreme. Uh, nah, never mind. I shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I feel like they just like the fact the, that she can't. The inconvenience walk, they... isn't really on other people as much. I think to accommodate someone in a wheelchair. Yeah. I think. Like just... oh no, I have to walk on a ramp. Like that. That the inconvenience is is more on them when is is more on, like the person in the wheelchair. Yes. Needs those accommodations, and it sucks when they're not there. But for everyone else, it like doesn't really make a difference if you're taking the stairs or there's a ramp or if the doorway is wider or, yeah. you know, things like that. To me, it's like the wheelchair user can complain and can ask for things and whatnot. But I don't know. It was just weird to me. It didn't sell me on the idea that the family is like, I just can't take it anymore. They really that sounds like a subtitle thing. I it, mean, I think I think like the implication is more like we don't know the nature of the illness. It could be terminal, right? Like there could be something else. Going right. On. Yeah. If it's, de- if it's degenerative, that's the- bad. Yeah, and true. they're coming to like New York to look for a cure, basically. Right? Or if, if you this... heard there was a cure, you might be like, "Well, why not?" You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, if it's if it's something that that gets worse over time, absolutely, then everything else makes sense. But otherwise, I'm just like, I don't know. People lead full lives. Well, the parents are just very upset that they can't dance with her. Yeah. <laughs> There's, she can't show up in the ending, you know? Like, that's got... <laughs> yeah. I mean, she probably does, right? I don't remember now the ending. She does. I don't know if she dances, though. Yeah. You can dance in a wheelchair. You can dance in a wheelchair. You can do, like, can some, you can do wheelchair. some, like, breakdance moves in a wheelchair, probably. What? I don't know. Like, spin it? Uh, like, spinning it? Oh, like, yeah, if you wheelchair basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Can we just take a moment, Mark? Look at this baby. She looks like she turned her head all the way around and she's like pos- pos- like Beetlejuice possessed. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you guys... The baby's got a gate. No. <laughs> she looks like her head is all the way turned around. 
I think. Because her back, she's her body is facing one way and her head is facing the other way. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like that feels very good, but she she did it to herself. She can do that now. Yeah, I've been fighting the urge because I've, I've done it once or twice, but sometimes I see her face down and I can't see her mouth. And so I go in there and I just like sort of slowly rotate her <laughs> just so she doesn't wake up. I just turn her over and then I feel better. Even though I know for hours I can't see her, I'm asleep and she's probably doing all kinds of crazy shit. Okay, she she turned to her side. Anyway, back oh, to Oh, she heard us. Back to the show. So that's why they're there. He gets his magical eyesight. Um he joins Libra. Um Klaus uses his brain grid battle blood technique. I I said the, those in the wrong order. On top of all this all the dense lore, yeah. they hit us with a technique form eleven type of thing. And I was like, you can't do this right now. Come on, man. Oh, I like that stuff. It's I like great. Just ignore it's the, the story style. mark. I like it too, but you I was really? just like <laughs> why is it also kind of named the show's confusing name? Stop, please. You gotta you gotta let it wash over you. You know, this first episode is like it's like you're not gonna be able to keep up with everything, so don't try. Just kinda like it's funny. It's just like Dr. Stone, despite actually taking place over millennia, the first episode was like remarkably easy to understand. You know, like it was, and there's like a big, huge scientific discovery in their, you know, modern day. But this was just like, they jump back and forth. There's all these different characters that have crazy long, weird names. I don't know what I expected from the manga author who brought us 60 million double dollars, I think, is the bounty on Vash the Stampede's head. He just like <laughs> millions it. knives. Uh, legato isn't legato blue summers. That's right. His last name is blue summers. Um, yeah, there's, um, see, this is a show for intellectuals, Mark. That's the difference, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, well, you see, so just like real New York, there's a lot of names that you may not be familiar with. Yeah. You got to know about Stuyvesant and bleaker. Etc. Stephen A. Starface, KK, other other Dutch names that became part of New York City. Uh, anyway, so then some stuff happens that I don't have notes for because I didn't write them down. But he didn't kill the monkey. That's the next. That's the next event that I have in here. Yeah, it's like Femt is watching this all happen, and because he's, he, he's it's like his game. It's his. Uh, he's running it. Yeah, and he expects the protagonist. To kill the monkey, thinking that the monkey had the gate on him. But but like other people observe before the protagonist like figures things out. But other people observe like, well, the robber, like something like his body got like split in half. Something happened to his body when the gate opened, but that didn't happen to the monkey. But what's weird is I I just don't understand that uh Leonardo uses his demon eyes to see that there's actually a little flea on the monkey's head and that flea has the gate. And so he does something to that flea, crushes it, it maybe. Yeah. But if something kills the robber, then it is presumably also killing the flea when it opens. So how does it keep opening? Because I think it opens a few times. So does the gate kill what it's on or does it not? It doesn't. No, it's just it's just there. So that robber probably didn't die. Just his back blew open, and then a weird demon did a 
thing and then that's it you're you thought about this so much harder than i expected i i could uh, i could not tell you okay that's very funny <laughs> but basically the point is is that femt wanted him to think that he solved it by killing the monkey but 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 leonardo can actually see the flea yeah because killing the monkey i think he said would open the gate or something I, I, yeah i don't know how the fuck that would work <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me it, i mean it just means they would have the wrong target right they they'd yeah. kill the that monkey and then they'd miss the actual target right I, so they'd lose time right i think what you're saying to him but i had the exact same thought as jackie the way it was because we actually watched the dub for the back half of this episode I thought he was saying that would trigger the gate, but whatever. I'm thinking too hard. Um, I think I think it's just like they're on a timer, right? And so if they don't find the gate, oh uh, right, the gates are going to meet. And so if they kill, if they think it's the monkey, like Femt is trying to get them to think they've solved the problem by killing the wrong thing. So he put the gate on a very tiny animal. Yeah, because it's like who the, the hell's going to be able to see a flea? Ha ha, suckers! And then it turns out your protagonist, because he's got the special eyes, yeah, is able uh, to do it. So that's episode one then is basically like the head of Libra or his boss or whatever is sort of like, let's let's bring this kid in. I like him. He didn't chicken out when things got scary. He's got this cool power. I don't know why they're superhuman, by the way. Did, did they all make deals with demons to get their powers or do they just read a book I haven't read? I don't know. We'll find out, but yeah. not in these three episodes. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Um. What did I write here? Uh, oh yeah the opening is called hello world and it's just funny because the opening for dr stone is called good morning world thought that was interesting that that happened to us uh i wrote the crunchyroll app sucks because it does the quality kept tanking and going to 480p speaking of speaking of 2000s anime uh it just looked like crunchy garbage half the time and there's no way to tell it what quality to output and the subtitles weren't that good uh what we love a sponsorship um <laughs> episode three miles i wanted to point out to you that one of the first lines is something about uh something being very unique how do you feel about that oh i didn't even pick up on that it it was a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of stuff episode i was more just like oh yeah it's new york the big apple Episode three starts with there's a blonde girl. There's some kind of dream. Oh yeah, her name is White. Is that the white the girl named White? She's yeah, white. Probably. Episode six intimates that she has a twin brother named Black. I don't know. Yeah. That's later. Yeah. That's later. Um, it looks like he has a dream. He wakes up with like an eye pillow on his face that looks like boobs. I think that was a demon creature. Oh, that was a creature. It looked like a pillow. Yeah. It looked soft. I thought that was her that she turned into like a real form and it just looked like tits. Yeah. I don't uh, know. His landlord busts in and says some shit. It's funny that he has a landlord. I think that's a funny thing for an anime to have. And Klaus is playing his 3D chess game called on like, like Protons or whatever it's called. Prosphere. <laughs> it's on like an Apple II or like whatever the dinky Apple computer was. It's on a very old computer. Um, Some some nerd listening knows what that computer is. Uh, they're They're trying to... They're, they hear about this drug called Angel Scale, and they're trying to get more information on it. Because they're worried because they saw something happen to the president of the United States, who is outside of Hell Salem's Lot, where all the weird demony stuff happens. So they're like, oh shit, some drug from inside this city got outside. Mm. Um... So they go to get more information. 
I think it's the Apple Lisa. Sorry. And <laughs> there's a big, You're not sorry. a big demon monster guy who's playing Pro Prosphere. He's playing Prosphere, which I think is a funny name for a sex worker convention. Mm. Like, but it, like, like, like a rena- like a a Renaissance fair, but it's just prostitutes. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought it was like a prostate. I, okay, yeah. That oh, no. That also would work, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know how you... Never mind. Um. So, this guy, this, like, uh, this young blonde man goes to play chess with this big demon guy, and he's like the best chess player, Uh, and he goes off and he goes off into this other dimension where they play this game um and klaus thinks to himself like oh we can't lose this guy he's a uh, important he's like the best human or whatever some some like that yeah klaus wants to he knows of a contact that's in the actual ultra world like not this merged half earth half oh, ultra okay. world he goes down into the actual ultra world because he knows there's a guy who would have info and he already plays him online through his apple 128k maybe i'm not sure um and so he knows he's gonna have to go play this like weird hell chess but when he gets there there's already a russian guy yeah who's also not from hell salem's lot he's russian yeah former soviet union it says briefly and he's trying to say like no no don't go he could be ukrainian uh it's true he could be uh, belarusian even who knows uh and he's like wait don't 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 go play with him. Like he, he, he thinks that like the blonde guy isn't aware of how deadly this could be. Well, he he wagers like his life. It's like if you lose, he when he ends up playing the the demon thing is like if you lose, I get half your life. Right. And, I mean, I will say to this guy's credit, he does say, "I have beaten everyone. I have beaten every human. I'm better than anyone on Earth. Mm. So I'm gonna play someone from the Alter World." Yeah. Uh, and he goes, and the the wager is with this awful like Hellraiser looking demon, really cool looking. Some of these demon designs, by the way, but oh, it's the remainder of his life. So not even just half his life, just the remainder. The remainder of his life, and he's like, "You win if you can keep me entertained for nine hours." I think he says, mm. mm-hmm. and then Reinhardt's, and I don't know if it's her name or her title. But this woman with an eye patch, it says Bratatat Mama or Bratatat Mom. That's that's like a subtitle. That's not her name. What's her, her name is KK. Oh, okay, of course. Um so she's she's there, Klaus is there, and they just stand there and wait for nine hours to pass, which again I think is playing at different speed in this dimension. There's a big clock behind them. Maybe that's just there to talk about how this guy's gonna lose his lifetime. I don't know. It seems like the guy loses because he gets tossed out of the gate. And he looks really bad. He looks really, old. He's in really bad shape. He looks like they sucked all of the water out of his body and he's just a dried up raisin human. Yeah, I didn't get it till now, but I guess the idea is that he just aged a shit ton. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, and the demon is like, yeah, he was two or three minutes short. He just needed a few more minutes, but mm. too bad. And then, oh yeah, and while they were playing... The blonde guy is like, also, if I win, can you kill the other two people out there? Because I don't want anyone to see that I was here. I'm doing beat by beat. Shit. Mm. Uh, 
Anyway, so Klaus goes in and he has to play for 99 fucking hours. Yeah, and if he wins, he'll learn more. He's playing to he's playing to learn more about Angel Scale and also he's like don't kill that guy. Yeah. Even though this demon guy's like, "Uh, that guy asked me to kill you. You know that." Mm. And he's like, "It's fine." What a nice guy Klaus is. He's just uh, such like a fan of chess. Of yeah, Klaus is just such a chess head that he's like, "Don't kill the best like human chess mm. oh you think he's fanboying yeah. okay yeah i liked the demon too i liked him i liked him as a character because even though he seems like he likes really big stakes uh he's like he is fair and he is a demon of his word you know yes he doesn't just cheat he doesn't say he's gonna give you what you want and then do the other thing uh he's just like the best at this game yeah and even though i said to his credit the blonde guy's like i've beaten everyone on earth it's like well if you haven't played a single person in the underworld like they might have triple the size of our brains this game is complex as hell mm-hmm. it's got like five chessboards. um so klaus plays him for 99 hours he starts bleeding out of his nose during playing i don't know if that happens if you stay up too long is that a thing i don't know do you like think too hard Oh, you maybe know how it's like the, it the nosebleed is like an intense blush or whatever? This is like the intellectual's version, right? Like you think so hard that it just starts leaking. I thought maybe... It's also a thing in anime where you... If you're too horny. Yeah, I thought maybe he saw like a booby piece and his nose started bleeding. This is more like friggin' Stranger Things, right? It's the Eleven bleeding using the psychic powers type shit. Oh, yeah. Or butterfly effect. Oh, okay. When all the memories flood into Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> brain. <laughs> what a good bad movie. Anyway, um, so he, after 99 hours, he gets ejected out of the out through the gate and seems fucking exhausted and immediately tells uh, KK Bratatat mom, like, call the other people. I don't know. And tell them to investigate all these these names, because, again, not shown, but inferred is that he managed to hold his own for 99 hours and the demon told him hey, here's how Angel Scale gets passed around and blah, blah, blah. So he got the info that he wanted. Hooray. Uh, we, but we don't get to see the resolution of, of this arc uh, by the end of the episode. We don't know what happened to the president. Because then we skip to episode six. Uh, is there anything? Well, and they, they don't. And to be clear, like that's that's the end. They don't like come in at the next episode and talk about it. It's like. The- oh, I thought maybe like 10 episodes later, you'd be like. They talk about it again, but okay. No, Angel Scale does not come up again. It is it is merely there to give the excuse for them to have this chess game. That's fun. I'm okay with that. Uh, to play a little Ode to Joy. God, oh yeah, did they sneak that in there. Classic. They did. Yeah. I did hear Ode to Joy at one point. Not I, an anime without Beethoven's Ninth. I took <laughs> I took no notes for episode six. None at all. I. Uh, I thought that when when I saw this mushroom kid, I was like, this isn't going to be the whole episode. I thought it was just like a, this is just like a weird side thing that happens before it really gets into whatever the weird thing is. But no, mushroom boy ends up being kind of the whole episode. I could have sworn they were going to kill this mushroom man, but they didn't. It's just funny that it seems like, it seems like there's like a detail about this species that is just like also extremely tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Despite being kind of a goofball and not really having like offensive powers strictly speaking it it can take a lot of hits um 
there's one sequence where they're beating on him with like bats and stuff that just went on and on and mm. I was like please stop this is mm-hmm. going on a lot and it's not pleasant uh yeah I liked this episode though I did like it too I liked it I recognized the voice but I falsely thought it was the voice of Q Bay from Maguka Magica Madoka oh, God the little the little cat little white cat i thought it was and the parasite hand alien but it's not it's a different high-pitched japanese voice actress lady anyway uh but i recognized it from somewhere in the memory soup of my brain good soup so miles explain this episode uh well leonardo is ordering some johnny rockets I think they call it Jack Rockets. Jack and Rockets. He's picking up some burgers for the rest of the crew, but then oh, he is walks that like, outside. Wait, so hold on. Johnny, is that a real burger chain? Yes. Yes. Johnny Rockets. It's at Garden State Plaza. Yeah. In the, in the, in oh the my God. Level. See, this is, again, this is why I wanted to bring it to y'all because I've never, I know nothing about Johnny Rockets. Oh, I thought Johnny Rockets. I, in the city. I thought Johnny Rockets was everywhere. It, they have, it's a chain, but it's not everywhere. Uh, Locations. I'm going to look this up. They have them in New Jersey and they have them yeah. in New York. I thought they were everywhere. Two states. Oh, they're in LA. That's why. I like Johnny Rockets because they will. I haven't had it in forever. Though. I really. I like it too. I like you can make them dance for you. Oh, really? Speaking of there dancing. There are two. There are two in the Bay Area. Yeah, you can. For the, I forget how to make them dance. It's, it's okay. I forget how to make they're them. They're like not even close. They're like not in popular spots of the Bay. But Vallejo. Um, oh my God. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Let's see if they're near me. They have like, because it's like old school, like 50s themed. Yeah, it's got a 50s theme to it. And you can get get a malt. And Yeah, they don't explore all of the lore of Johnny Rockets in this. I don't know how to make them dance, but I know that you can make them dance and they get up on the like 1950s bar counter. I think you have to play a certain song on the the jukebox. And then they dance on the counters like strippers, but they're not strippers. They're just like nice nice men <laughs> yeah it's humiliating for them I think one this, of them is at the six flags discovery kingdom in vallejo interesting okay i think the song you have to play is ride of the valkyries by wagner i think that makes them dance they get in the johnny rockets helicopter no. what's it called what's what's the johnny rockets called in the anime it's called jack rock no, no they don't even have it jack in Boston. so like the two and oh my rockets. god okay like i picked like two parts of this country to live in where there are just no jo- there's just no Johnny Rockets. It's not that good. It's fine is how I would describe it. It's fine. I've had Foster's Freeze. It's, it's kind of that feels like kind of the, the same vibe. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Foster's Freeze? It wouldn't pedal Luba growing up. I don't know what that is. It's Foster- is it oh. like nifty's 50s a little bit, right? That's like a Philly area thing, yeah. Nifty and nifty 50s, 50s is better though. Isn't any it's not anywhere else? No, but I would love a milkshake from nifty 50s oh, right Foster's the fuck Freeze now. is apparently a California thing. Fascinating. Yeah, we also don't have In and Out, baby. We don't have Jack in the Box. Uh, Foster's Freeze is like an old timey, like yeah, nineteen forty six is the founding. Yeah, Jack in the Box is good. You guys are missing out on Jack in the Box. I did like In and Out when we, we we had In and Out in downtown Los Angeles and almost saw a bad fight break out, and we got <gasps> out of there. I I kind of think In and Out's a little overrated, but I do like their burger. Like, if you're gonna get, I think people talk the fries up a lot. I think the burgers are fries were fine. Better, a better thing. Yeah. My controversial fries take is that pretty much everywhere gives me too many fucking fries. I cannot eat all the fries ever. 
you don't have to eat all the fries. Especially, especially now because this app's all about the burgers. Yes. Wait, you said what's all about the burger? Oh, the app? Yeah. Yeah, so what is the deal? <laughs> Basically, this is a place that's supposed to be out... This is right outside the fog, and so no demons are supposed to go here? Yes, it's a special no-demon zone. So it's a DMZ, basically. A de- yes. demilitarized D-D-Z. zone. A yeah, DDZ. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm yelling. Uh, uh, but Leo's getting burgers for the rest of the gang in this D... Dragon Ball Z. Yep. And he steps outside of it, and as soon as he does, a demon runs up to him. A mushroom demon runs up to him and goes like, Please, give me a bite of your burger. But he gets hit by a car. A truck. A truck. A Jack and Rockets truck. Oh, is it a Jack and Rockets truck? It's, I think so, isn't it? I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought it was just a I garbage truck. It. I thought it was just a regular-ass truck. Okay. I could be stupid. Um. Well. No. Well, you couldn't keep up with episode one, so, you know. That's true. Well, you're also insi- insulting Jackie and maybe Miles. <laughs> Jackie's fine. I'm blaming you. Okay. You're fine. supposed to be the anime expert here, Mark. Is too many words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it gets into this thing where he, like, the episode, he, like, forms this friendship with this mushroom man who's very ill-treated by the rest of the world. And he gets more ill-treated because the two guys who hit him in the truck discover that when you cause him enough damage, he releases a spore that makes everyone forget the past 12 hours or, or more. Yeah, I think it depends um, on how fucked, uh, how pissed off he is or, or whatever. So what I think like what the sequence of events is basically like they keep hitting him and then they get so fed up with it at some point that they like beat the shit out of him and then they're worried they're going to get in trouble for it and then they realize they like that no one remembers yeah but i think like the nice part of it is he forms this very sweet friendship with i i don't know if we ever get the mushroom man's name maybe we do and nej 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 yes nej nej what does that mean is it night in something else that's just the end of his name in this. It means something yeah. in alien language, I guess. There's, I'm on the, the wiki if you want the full name. It's very nonsensical. In Slovak, Nedge means her. That's all I can tell you. Okay. I, thought it, I thought this person looked like a little steam bun. A little pork bun. With little yes, X. I thought it was a steam bun at first as well. I think, little do we yeah. know i don't know what i, I wrote this something. episode made me very hungry i think maybe it's I'm- a little mushroom it's got the little cross and like a grilled mushroom have you ever seen those comic like oh i guess i didn't think about that i thought of like just yeah the same thing but for a steam steam bun pork bun yeah miles i agree this made me hungry especially now i don't often get two cheeseburgers but i feel like i should get two line them up side by side and try alternating bites maybe that's yeah. a good idea and not Gonna make me look stupid in front of my family. Maybe. This episode reminded me of uh like the Venus Waltz episode of Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, where, good like pull. the main character sort of encounters someone, they form sort of a fast friendship, and then that person is tragically murdered. I was like, this this mushroom guy is gonna die. And it's gonna be sad. And he sort of does like they forget about each other. You know, Leo in the end suffers from the amnesia of Nege's mushroom spore. But like 
at least at least Nej is still alive. Yeah, Nej is still alive. They for, they be, they start to become friends again anyway in the exact same way. And Nej has a gift that Leonardo got him, which was a Jack and Rockets hamburger wrapper that has the mascot on it. Because apparently this, like, Ghetto Heights Jack and Rockets has plane wrappers because I I don't remember why they don't. It's like they don't want demons to get jealous or oh they don't want like they that? don't want like people to take photos of like non-humans eating branded burgers from jack and rockets yeah, right it, it was a weird reason but the reason that nej values it is because it's supposedly drawn by i don't know if they use his real name but john ramita jr is the reference that they're making who's like a big time i don't know if he still is a big time marvel oh pencil. i didn't know that was based on a real thing yeah, he had a, he had long runs on like Spider Man back in the naughty aughts. The naughty aughts. Yeah, the naughty aughts. Oh, I'm looking this up real fast. <laughs> naughty aughts was that when? <laughs> God, I can't even remember what it was. The naughty aughts from 2000 to 2010. Pro Fest. What was the name of the con? Oh, Prosper. Prosper. Prosphere. There it is. <clears throat> yeah, damn. Okay, well, the Kekai Sensen wiki failed me. It also is playing so many ads that my computer is going to shit its pants. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's some penciler. John, he's like Marvel royalty because his, his dad was a longtime Marvel artist as well. How do you know this? You can tell a real nerd wrote this manga, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I used to read a lot of like Marvel history when I was a kid. Why did you do that? Did you read the comics too? Because like you, Mark, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Miles knew that's, Miles that's knew he was going to be on a podcast someday and that the trivia was going to come up. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, I used to read a lot of Marvel comics. We're getting the, okay. deep, the deep Jack Rockets lore. This, this uh, summary of this episode on Anime News Network says, they at least say by name John Romita Jr. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Naito's favorite penciler. So oh. Naito is a fan of Marvel, I guess, and John Romita Jr. specifically. And yeah, the Jack and Rockets mascot looks like a Western superhero, the way he's dressed. Yes. So that's cool. Look at that. Miles actually added to the podcast. That's right, baby. <laughs> With his knowledge. Now I got to look this shit up. Why'd I, I say it negatively? Don't hold me to this, though. No, I think you you're right. One. <laughs> oh, okay. You mean future no, I mean, episodes? In terms of bringing knowledge to the podcast. Okay. Yeah, this episode. Involves... But you liked episodes. I feel like episode six is like that's. This is one of the ones I see people cite as like just a solid, like standalone, well directed. Yeah, it's the most sort of melancholy one, and like it did remind me of of Bebop. The other thing that reminds me of Bebop is just like the how fleshed out the setting is. Like you could tell that you're walking around in a neighborhood of like real people who may or may not have their own little story. I don't know. It might be that they're piggybacking on like my idea of New York. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I already know I'm familiar. I'm a little bit familiar with the setting. So I know like 
how it looks and feels and smells and stuff. Um, but I, I thought like the the setting was one of the strongest parts of this. Well, and I, that's, that's good for me to hear because like part of why I was interested in your takes on this was like, I, I haven't been to New York despite having lived in Boston for a chunk of time. You've and never like, been to New York. I've never been to New York. Oh, you gotta wow. go to New York. I know. I was like a <laughs> big apple. I kept giving myself excuses not to travel when I was in grad school, but yeah, the, like so like i was watching your show i was like wow this feels like it's like i'm really there and then i was like this is like the most like never been to new york ass like take i could possibly have and i was just curious if that would like hold up to anyone who's actually lived there it does feel like new york to me full of monsters there's no demons or anything yeah that's what you think i i think they did a good job for you know not being from new york like the I, i assume that the manga writer is not actually from new york don't think so Maybe he went there once. Well, Tim, I, I think like what I liked about it was that it's a fleshed out feeling place. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't been to New York, like, did you also feel that way? I did. Well, and like, I think for me, the touchstone was like, like I lived in Boston for a time. Right. And it reminded me a little bit of just sort of like the vibe of walking around and the more dense parts of that where it's just like, yeah, you're passing a bunch of people doing a whole range of stuff. And it feels lived in. I think that's the phrase I would use, right? Like people live here. Like the 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 point about the landlord earlier, right? Like Leo's got a landlord. He's got to pay rent. It sucks, right? And it's like, oh my god, I feel it. And he gets kicked out for a stupid rich people reason. Like, not he gets yeah. kicked out for because the building he's in is being turned into a thing for rich people, like luxury apartments or something, luxury hotel. Yeah, it's a luxury hotel. Yeah, but even like just the the vibe oh. of like going to the one burger place for the office, like the people want to get like the branded burger for the day, and so you got to like go to the specific part of the city to get like the specific burger. There's, so yeah, again, I really like the episode. If you do stick with it and watch any more, there's like that late one where it's just trying to find a place to eat and no one can decide on anything. Like that also <laughs> just extremely like have been in yeah, that just situation. option paralysis of just like, oh we <sighs> could go here or here, but this person Oh my god, I I put you through this. Oh, I'm having horror flashbacks of all the running around at cons trying to find open restaurants in Boston. Well, I think I'm so some of the some of the groups we run with will have very particular people. And I think that is not your fault. Um but I also was just looking up to see, I was like looking up Naito to see if he's like lived in New York or anything like that. Uh, and I'm sorry, no one's going to give a shit about this, but I forget for this is for fighting game nerds, maybe that Naito has a credit on Samurai Showdown 5 because he is the, the designer of the character Kusa Regedo, who is this awful, way too big cannibal man who's like balding but has long hair. And one hand is just a spike. It's just a bone. And it's very much like a Trigun character, or I can say a Blood Blockade character. Uh, and I love him, and I want him to come back in Samurai Showdown, but he's just so fucking weird and awful that he probably will never come back. Um, I don't know, however, if Naito ever lived in New York City. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it does feel a little bit like New York. If you want a show that also shows you what New York is like, uh, similar to the show and similar to real life, a show that just shows Seinfeld. you like how many weird people and sometimes violent people there are. Watch How to with John Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a show where you watch it. A couple of that, and it's just like 
wait, this person lives here? What? This type of neighborhood is in New York? Like, what the fuck? And it's just like, yeah, if you go around everywhere in New York every day with a fucking camera, you will find the craziest shit possible. And yeah. Anyway. Also, the music. The music is great. I need to shout it out every time we do one of these. The music is really great. I think, yeah, the animation was really great. Like, I particularly liked um, Zap Renfro's, like, when he was fighting, I was like, this is a cool-looking guy fighting in a cool-looking way. That guy sucks so much. I, Zap is fun. He's a fun character in that he's absolutely a shithead. Uh, but, okay. like, is very cool in those fight sequences. There's a, there's a whole... Yeah. Oh, so do you think you'll watch animation. more of this? Do you think you'll do you think you'll try to check out any of the rest of this? Or I'm open to it. Mm. I don't uh, know. <laughs> Hajime no Ippo first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jackie says she doesn't know. I I feel like I I don't want to read the subtitles for this one anymore. It is a, it is like a. I had a hard time. Yeah, I have a hard time. Like getting my head around like i don't know what the premise maybe is. maybe i'll like it like i don't know what libra does i don't really get how leonardo got his powers i i i get what you're saying tim that it like doesn't super matter like you just have to understand that monsters have a little bit taken over new york uh but it is like a little bit of a brain scrambler i think i'd like it more if i watched it without needing to do a podcast on it you know because then then it, mm. then it really doesn't matter you know and then i can just like just watch it for sure yeah so maybe we can try it yeah i mean it's i'm not like saying a, you should do that that was a that was a like off pod watch that i mean i would say yeah watch it in a way that'll be enjoyable which is how i watched it and enjoyed it <laughs> i didn't have to talk about this shit <laughs> it's I think they've done a really great job like establishing a mood and a feel for the show, but it's like, I don't know if I have latched on to any of these characters. Yeah. At least in these three Mm, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but the the world they built is really compelling. I think uh, the thing is for me, watching this show reminds me of how much I like Trigun because the anime series from 98, I think 98, is like one of the first ones I saw. And I read all of the manga, including, you know, Trigon Maximum. Uh, and really wish they adapted the rest of that for this recent anime, but whatever. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I am interested in watching more because uh, even though the original Trigon run ended up sort of being like, what the fuck is happening? It, it was rewarding. I like the little side stories and the side characters. It doesn't feel like a waste of time the way some shows that have these huge casts end up doing where they just go down everybody's little side plot. It's just got one or two important characters that end up running into weirdos who've got sob stories. And I like that. Yeah, and I will say one thing I've realized on like a rewatch with this is like, I think the first time through, there's so much happening that you don't pick up on a lot of like directed, you know, things like the direction. I could appreciate a lot more in a second time through where like, there's just a lot of like fun moments where you know, maybe when there's less text, but they're doing something clever. And like, I caught a lot more of that this time around, knowing what to look for and kind of knowing already what was going to happen. I think that made it enjoyable this year. It's pretty dense too, right? It's only, it's two seasons, 12 episodes each. And it's weird because the, the the director changes for season two. So the first season is like, I want to say it's the more artistic one, 
But the second one is where it really is more of like you get to learn what the characters are and, and why they're the way they are. And so it, it it's kind of split in an odd way. So depending on my mood, I'll tell you which like one season or the other is my favorite. But I mean, you can ch- kind of just go in. If you like a character, just like watch their episode. Just find like the chain episode if you want to know what her deal is. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. A lady in a suit. Season two, she has a whole. They give her the song and fr- oh, I love it. Love you, Femme. Oh, <laughs> just just listen to the soundtrack. It's on Spotify. It's great. There's some great. There's a oh, there's a fish guy that comes up later. They give him a song called "Gill Breathing Blues." That sounds pretty good. Uh, it's so good. There's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty of fish in the sea, but you're the one for me. What does he have oh, a musical yeah. number? Like, Basically, yeah. They kind of just. That's New York. Anywhere you go, it's Broadway, baby. <laughs> Stuff. Um, yeah, I liked it. I uh, wish the name were easier to say. And it definitely felt dense up top, but I feel like I got past that. And I'm, I'm interested. Um, it's funny because it also is like, in Trigun, it would do these like big tonal shifts. There was a little bit of that here, even though it's not like the mushroom actually ended up dying and stuff, but it got strangely sad and brutal for a little bit in episode six um but I, i've mentioned it i think before but like trigon in its like later parts during the maximum stuff it would get like really dark and fucked up but then naito would still write these like author's comments where he draws himself as like a little chibi like nendoroid ass character but he's like hello it's me mr naito here to comment on this month's issue sorry it's sad and it's just like this weird <laughs> dissonance between the way he's leaving a little comment um and the actual contents but uh, dark horse was cool enough to translate even that part that's funny yeah now that i know that the the author is the same for both of those it's like i do think this is a little more even than trigun like it feels like there's a lot of lessons learned from that and like Despite how dense in how many characters there are and all that, there's something about this that I like that feels very focused. Like, I really like Leonardo as the the lens through which you see all of these weirdos, basically. Um, how much? How did you engage fun. with Trigun? Oh, I watched it in high school. <laughs> oh, but and we're talking about the original. You didn't read the comic. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I watched the Adult Swim aired it. Yeah. And I TiVo'd it. Watched that in some kind of order and then i did watch the new one recently too which is a big tonal shift yeah um but i thought it was manga's really all good. right on its own thing but yeah I'll, i'm curious i've been meaning to check the manga for this one too i think there's a lot that i would enjoy only 10 volumes only that 10. makes it easier to consider <laughs> yeah i don't even know where i am in berserk there's like 50 bajillion. i'm hoping to i'm hoping to catch like all of berserk at a book off someday because like I ain't paying for all the dark horse, but no, just cause you made him big. Doesn't mean I can give you all my money. Uh, all right. Any stray thoughts before we go? Pew pew. Stray thoughts. All right. Mm, no. Well, I, I want think, a burger. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I already ate dinner, but I guess I'd have a burger. I'm ready to sleep. Yeah. Well, listen, two things. Number one, Next week, we are watching the first three episodes of the actual Legend of the Galactic Heroes anime. The one that everyone loves and is a direct continuation of the movie that we saw. 
So as far as where you can watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes, I guess my suggestion at this point is try YouTube because they did put that whole movie there. Uh, if Apparently it's on High Dive. Oh, High Dive. They have some good shit. Uh, so yeah, there you go. High Dive or maybe YouTube. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that'll be episodes one, two, and three. Uh, but also, yeah, Tim, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for recommending this anime. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug and stuff? Do you want to plug your uh, fancy new audio project that you don't have? I don't know. I have nothing. But yeah, that's <laughs> ripped a ripped a waypoint. That was a real one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bye, waypoint. Bye bye. Um if you feel inclined you can don't even go to my twitter just go to an old episode i think i shouted out them but we don't need to we don't need to. that site's dying watch more mayashimon watch more mayashimon watch more blood blockade battlefront give some love to these small niche cool director series watch kyoso giga i heard Help it's me about paid. a family that's what i read in passing just now if you liked episode one of Blood Monkey Battlefront, boy, do I have a series for you. <laughs> we need uh, to have an Olympics, like a, like or a, an Oscars for like most baffling, most overloady episode one of an anime and just figure out which one it is. Cause, I don't think it's this one. I think there's other ones that are worse. Yeah. This one's up there. Like Horse Recoil also was like, hey, well, what the fuck is this? Are there extrajudicial killings? What the hell had just happened? Did that anyone was... make you watch the Tommy Galaxy? No, but we've been recommending. I think Chad frequent writer correspondent from hawaii chad is a fan of tatami galaxy i think chad i'm sorry if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it's you Um, if it is whoever it is out there you've got great taste but that show mile a minute text um yeah all right that's it for us folks we have a discord if you want to join it that a fan a listener rather started the link to that is in the description of this episode you can follow us on twitter we are at jjb pod and again, you can send emails about uh, anime we've already talked about or animes we should watch or that I told you we're going to watch by writing to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Other than that, we're done. So enjoy your hamburgers and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.